Hello and welcome to the Subject to Improvement podcast. My name is Susanna Margeson. I am the lawyer turned coach for millennial and Gen Z executives and high performers. And I am also the host of this podcast. And this is the podcast where we unpack the messy business, essentially, of being a millennial or Gen Z leader in 2023 and not always getting it right and having to improve. Speaking of not always getting it right, we have to talk about Selling Sunset. Now, I know it's not like exactly, you know, a, an executive coaching topic to talk about, but I get a lot of inspiration actually for my content from these shows. I'm well aware these shows are, if not scripted, heavily produced. So I know like when I say reality TV, I should really be putting air quotes around the word reality because I know that it's not always reflective of actual reality. But nevertheless, I love them. Like, I love these shows. I'm a big fan of Below Deck. I like to watch it and like look at the leadership qualities of people. I love The Real Housewives. I'm a big fan of, um, well, most recently I was a big fan of New York. I thought they did a great job on the revamp of New York. And I like Selling Sunset. Not just because I like seeing what houses they're showing, but I also really kind of enjoy the, the drama. And this season, there's some drama. Like, everybody is bringing it to the table. So for those of you who don't know, Selling Sunset is a quote-unquote reality TV show which follows around a group of realtors who work uh, in Hollywood, like sort of the Los Angeles area. And it centers around one brokerage, which is owned by uh, Jason and Brett Oppenheim. And it, they've got, oh my gosh, I don't even know, like five or six female realtors that they follow around. And this episode I want to talk about involves a conflict between one of the realtors, Chriselle, and the broker's girlfriend, Mari Lou. Now, Chriselle and the broker, so I'm talking about Jason, Chriselle and Jason used to date. And they broke up because Chriselle wanted children and Jason just wasn't there. Like he wasn't at that point. They, they dated, I think, for about five months. And if the reunion from season six of Selling Sunset was anything to go by, it seemed like Jason really, maybe it was season five of Selling Sunset, but whatever. If the reunion that was filmed after Jason and Chriselle broke up was anything to go by, it definitely showed that there were some pretty, there seemed to be some strong feelings, or at least that's what the viewer, the viewer experience was that there seemed to be some strong feelings between the two of them. Jason now has a girlfriend who is much younger. Uh, than Jason. And her name is Mari Lou. And the situation I want to talk about was one that was brought up by Mari Lou, where she basically said, Chriselle's energy is different when Jason's around versus when he's not around. And she was basically saying, Chriselle is nice to me when Jason's there, but when he's not there, she kind of ignores me. And that's sort of weird. So Mari Lou brought this up at a dinner party that Chriselle was not present at. The next thing you know, there's a scene being filmed in the office where Jason is talking to Chriselle and sort of bringing this up with her. Chriselle, um, I wouldn't say she was indignant, but it did seem like she wasn't really sure what, what he was getting at. She was a bit annoyed by it. And long story short, they agree that Chriselle is going to meet Marie Lou out for lunch and sort of hear her out. And one of the lines was that, you know, uh, Chriselle sort of said one of the interview sort of edits uh, so, they, so they, let me back up for a second. So they, they cut to her talking like in a confessional and she basically says like, you didn't want to be a parent with me. So don't ask me to co-parent your girlfriend. So it's pretty clear that Chriselle's coming into this with a vibe that like, this is just a complete fucking waste of time. And honestly, it's probably produced for TV, right? Like, let's just call that out for what it is. 
So Chriselle and Mary Lou meet for a conversation over lunch, which just does not go well. And it basically starts with Mary Lou saying, um, and I don't know, like I can't remember her exact words, but the message is essentially what I've already said, which is that, you know, you seem different when Jason's not around. And then Mary Lou says, you know, I'd like us to be friends, essentially. And Chriselle gets a little bit defensive. I'm just going to say it. I think she got a little bit defensive and she she retaliates with, when have I not greeted you with a hug and a compliment? And, you know, I always ask you how you're doing. And Mary Lou sort of spins and like her wheels sort of spin in mud a little bit because she's not really articulating what she means. But it basically escalates to the point where Chriselle says, okay, call Jason. And then they call Jason. And then Mary Lou uses words that Chriselle didn't say to describe the situation. And then Chriselle gets upset. And if memory serves, I think the scene ends with Chriselle sort of walking out uh, of the restaurant. So it's not good. And I had to watch this three times. The first time I was sort of half paying attention. Then I rewatched it because of the whole like, oh shit, like Mari Lou was just dropping all of these comments. And then Chriselle was like, whoa, I never said that. So I, I wanted to rewind and see if she did actually say it or not because I was totally confused. So the first two times when I watched this scene, I was very pro Chriselle because I know it's really fucking annoying when people put words into your mouth that you didn't say. I think that's actually a very common quote unquote trigger for people is when they feel like they're being misrepresented, especially in a situation like that, which in this case, it involves Chriselle's boss you know, her ex-boyfriend and also her friend. P.S. Like it's, I think this show also sort of speaks to the concept that inter-office dating can be very, very tricky, but certainly when you're the boss and you're dating somebody who reports to you, that is laden with problems. Like I'm going to put aside that dynamic because that dynamic I think is kind of coming back to I don't want to say haunt everybody, but it's a weird dynamic. Like Jason is dated. He at least has dated Mary as well as Chriselle, if not um, a couple of the other realtors. I don't know, but definitely those two. I don't want to say that he'd say to people that he didn't, but he definitely dated Mary and we know he dated Chriselle. That's, that's fucking weird. But anyway, the first two times I watched this, I was very pro Chriselle and I was like, this is very frustrating. And this conversation just seems to be going in all kinds of different directions. And I can see why Chriselle was like, listen, I don't need to be friends with Jason. I don't need to be friends with you. I'm calling it. The third time I watched it, I sort of saw it a bit differently. I kind of, I, I figured out where Mari Lou is coming from. And I thought it would be kind of interesting to break this down a little bit. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the problems here. So the first problem that I think showed up in this scenario, which resulted in one person storming off, was the word choice and delivery was not good. And I don't really think it was great on either part. So there was one part where Mari Lou claimed that Chriselle called her jealous. And that totally set Chriselle off because Chriselle did not use the word jealous. I think she implied that Mari Lou was jealous, but Chriselle did not use that term jealous. The other thing that was a problem is that Mari Lou, her first language is not English. And I that didn't... I'm a little bit embarrassed to tell you this, but like that didn't clue in with me the first two times I watched it because I was really watching it from like a pro Chriselle stance. Like I was, I liked Chriselle. I have my favorites on these shows and Chriselle was one of the people who I was like, yeah, 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 she's a favorite of mine. I found her to be authentic and kind and 
relatable and just very beautiful. And I love that she's like living her best life with G. I think that is so cool. So I was definitely watching this from a standpoint of rooting for Chrishell. And I do think Mari Lou's delivery was not great. Like her word choice was not great. Also, when I watched it the third time, I was like, right, English is not the first language. I don't know how many languages Marie Lou speaks, but it's not her first language. And, you know, it's also being filmed on camera. And then this actually brings me to my second point, which is that the po- there's a power imbalance there. So my first point was that Marie Lou's delivery wasn't brilliant. And Chriselle's delivery, I think, also could have been a little bit better. But Marie Lou's delivery and word choice was definitely um, triggering is a word that's overused, but I'm going to say it. It was triggering. But also, there was a very, is a very distinct power imbalance there. So for one thing, Chriselle is, is a fully formed woman. Chriselle's older than Marilou. Chriselle has a great career. Chriselle is in a, a, a happy relationship. Like Chriselle would be very intimidating. She's also the ex-girlfriend of Mary Lou's current boyfriend. And the reason why Jason and Chriselle are not together is because of a difference of preference with respect to kids. And so it's not like they didn't like each other. It's almost like there's this like external thing, like this external reason why they couldn't be together. So if I was Mari Lou, I might be thinking, you know, maybe I'm like Jason's rebound. Like maybe there aren't, maybe there are some unresolved feelings here, which does create a power imbalance. So that was another thing that jumped out at me the third time I watched. And it did feel a little bit like in watching this scene, Chrishell sort of ran circles around <laughs> Mari Lou a tiny bit. It felt a tiny bit unfair. So I kind of, you know, that that was something that struck me a lot. And this struck me because this dynamic does play out in relationships between women. There is often a power imbalance, whether or not we want to admit it, but especially in scenarios like that, where it's like the friend of a boyfriend, there's often a power imbalance there. What I think Mari Lou was getting at wasn't necessarily about Chriselle's actions per se. I think it was about Chriselle's energy. And Chriselle sort of, I don't want to say she owned it, but one of Chriselle's lines was, I need to be friendly to you. I don't have to be friends with you. And one of Chriselle's defenses was, every time I meet you, I greet you with a hug and a compliment, as if that's kind of like the bare minimum, as if that's enough. And what I think Mari Lou was getting out was like, okay, fine. Yeah, you do that. That's good on paper. But your energy is what's the problem. Like your energy suggests that you don't like me. And I, what I think Mari Lou wanted was to clear the air. Now, this is a thing. And this does go back to relational aggression. And honestly, for that matter, mean girling. And mean girling can be very sneaky because people who are mean girling will often do what society expects them to do. They'll often be very nice on paper. Their word choice will be fine. It's the energy behind it. It's like the vibes behind it. It's what's not being said. That really is damaging to the other person. And I think, and honestly, I have been like, I've been in Mari Lou's position where I'm like picking up on something and I can't put my finger on it. And I'm actually a little bit embarrassed because it's hard to come right out and be like, I don't think you like me. And I don't know why. Like that feels a lot like the schoolyard, right? Like that brings us back to teenage worlds. It's hard to say that. And when you're embarrassed about what you're feeling, you're not going to pick the right words. And so that again, just contributes to the delivery issues and even that power dynamic issue that I was talking about. So that being said, 
I don't think Mari Lou's wrong. I do think there's like just some stuff going on just based on watching that like whole scene and really the whole episode. I think though, for those of us who are quite um, prone to picking up on those like energy things. And this is one of the things that I think is important, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's kind of being mean to you, is understanding the difference between being sensitive and being selective. So some of us are quite sensitive. Like I am very sensitive to people's energy. I'll pick up on things. It can be a real blessing. It's really helpful when I'm coaching clients because often I'll pick up on what's not being said and I'll be able to shine a light on it. And then they get results faster. It's brilliant. But sometimes if you're too sensitive, you can actually have false positives. So that can be really tricky. And when someone's in Marie Lou's situation, you need to be pretty – I don't know if Marie Lou is like that. I don't know if she thinks that she's sensitive. But when you're very sensitive to that, when you know that about yourself, you do have to be careful about the false positives. The other on the opposite end of the spectrum from being super sensitive is just being super selective. And that basically means that you might not pick up on something when it's there because it takes a lot more for you to be like tapped into it. So I don't know where Mari Lou falls. I would think that um, she's probably picking up on something that actually is there, but it's something just to bear in mind, especially when we're talking about energy, when we're talking about mean girling, when a lot of this stuff is unspoken and you're picking up on the energy, when you're picking up on the vibes, it can be very helpful to know if you're somebody who is prone to being really sensitive on that because that might be something that people will lob back at you when you bring up the issue. And so if you can kind of say, listen, you know, I'm, these are some concrete examples and not just like, um, I just, you know, you don't ask me questions, which is what Mari Lou was saying. That can be really helpful, especially if you know that someone might be prone to kind of throw that back at you. It's really good to have some concrete examples to the extent that you can have them. I think what Chriselle is getting at is essentially that it's not her responsibility to look after the mental health and well-being of Jason's girlfriend. Like, this is actually, I think, a Jason problem. This is not necessarily a Chriselle and Mary Lou issue. I think this is a Jason issue. And I think what has happened is Jason has been hanging out with his ex-girlfriend. It makes Mary Lou uncomfortable. Mary Lou um, is sort of projecting that onto Jason and kind of saying, yeah, you know, Chriselle's a bit different around me. Like, I don't really trust her. But Jason is the one who I think needs to be sitting there and figuring that out. I don't think sending his ex-girlfriend and current girlfriend to lunch together to sort it out was necessarily the right answer. And I was a tiny bit disappointed, actually, like when they got Jason on the phone and then they're immediately starting to kind of get at each other. The only reason why these two women are talking is because they have Jason in common. And then Jason's like, do I have to be on this call? Like that, I don't know if I was either of them, I'd be kind of pissed because I'd be like, if I was Chriselle... I'd be like, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for you, Jason, if you didn't ask me to. And if I was Mari Lou, I'd be like, I wouldn't even be in this situation if you didn't hang out with your ex-girlfriend all the time and, you know, have all of that. So that is like, again, a very interesting part of this dynamic. So what I think Mari Lou should have done uh, is, and of course, like hindsight's 2020, it's so much easier, but when you are dealing with something that's not tangible, when you're dealing with the vibe, when you're dealing with like the energy being off or when you're kind of picking up on someone not liking you, it is very helpful to write down some concrete examples. And especially when you're going into a situation and you're afraid you're going to stumble over your words or you might not pick the right words in the moment, which a lot of us have regardless of whether it's our first language or third or fourth language, a lot of us will have that. Like when we're going into high stakes conversations, and I would say this one's high stakes because it was being filmed 
for like global TV. And it was emotionally high stakes in the sense that she's talking to uh, her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. When you're in those scenarios, it's reasonable to anticipate that your word choice is not going to be on. And so even writing something down of these are the points I want to make, these are some specific examples that I can think of can be extremely helpful because I, what I think Mary Lou was essentially trying to say was, I feel like you don't like me. I would love to be more friendly with you. Is there anything I can do differently? Like that would have been, I think, the way to lead that conversation. I think what Chriselle should have done and what would have been a lot more on personal brand for Chriselle, because Chriselle is very, like Chriselle's always talked about not being bullied. And like, that's been something that she's, she's really been, like, that's been one of her talking points throughout the whole season. And so I would have liked to have seen Chriselle approach that with a little bit more compassion. Now I know Chriselle is going to say that she's in a lot of physical pain or she was in a lot of physical pain at the time. However, I still think there's room for some compassion, especially in a situation where you know, you know, the power dynamic is definitely in your favor. And if you're marketing yourself as being super kind all the time, then you need to be super kind in those situations as well. However annoyed about about being there you might be, you still need to be really nice. So I would have liked to have seen Chriselle try to create a little bit more of a comfortable environment for, for Mari Lou, just from like a human to human perspective, because that would have been a lot more on brand. Um, and so that would have been helpful. And I also think that Chriselle could have been a little more reassuring when she said, you know, I don't need to be friends with you. I need to be friendly with you. I don't know, like the vibe again, I think she could have been a lot more reassuring. And I also think that what Jason should have done is Jason, Jason should have been there. Like he shouldn't have sent them off. I think that where they landed essentially, which was that, you know, maybe there's some unresolved feelings there on Jason's part. That I think is the central issue. I think the central issue here is that. And Jason sort of burying his head in the sand and allowing two people who are also, if we want to talk about power imbalances, like Jason has the most power because he's the boss. Uh, and I would guess that he's like, I, I don't know. I just feel like he's got more power in Hollywood than Mari Lou certainly does. But um, I think Jason should have been there because he's got the most power out of any of them. And the only reason why those two were there is because of him. So what's essentially been created is this like, I don't know, borderline cat fight situation over a dude who can't be bothered to resolve the conflict. And I see this a lot, like not just in those scenarios, but I see this a lot even with leaders is where they'll be like, okay, two people on my team have conflict. I want them to sort it out amongst themselves. And I think that's a great first step. I think saying like, hey, is there any chance you can go directly to that person and have a chat with them is a great thing to encourage because of course we want that. We want to have people who communicate well in our orbits. But once you pick up on those little nuances, like, okay, there's a power differential, there is even a, a language issue, um, you know, this is going to be on camera, like that, that's a big thing. I think once that happens, there is room for somebody like Jason and someone in Jason's position, whether you're the boyfriend or the boss, to offer to help in some way. And just to say, you know, maybe I can be there, like maybe I can help kind of reassure both of you, like maybe we can all come together. Because one of the issues here is that Jason continues to hang out with Chriselle, and that seems to make Mari Lou uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, 
I think there's a lot of women who would probably feel the same way, frankly. And so one way to counteract that is for Jason to reassure Mari Lou that he cares about her and that, you know, she's safe in her relationship with him. Now we know that they broke up. So, you know, we'll kind of put that where it needs to go. But it's very, very interesting to look at these dynamics. And that's one of the reasons why, by the way, communication, relationships, conflict resolution, leadership is tricky. Like that's one of the reasons why it can be hard to navigate that yourself, especially if things are really higher, you know, if they're higher stakes, because we know that when you're emotional, you don't think as clearly. That's a given. We know that. Science says that. Research says that. We also know that your energy will talk a lot. You don't have to say anything for your energy to to speak for you. And what is happening in this scenario is Chriselle's energy was speaking to, you know, was speaking for her in this scenario. Chriselle was giving off kind of, I don't like you vibes. And Mari Lou was picking up on that. So one of the things that I would have done if Mari Lou were my client, apart from saying, let's write everything out, let's plan for this conversation, because that would have been really helpful. I also would have taken her through the energy leadership framework that I use, which is these like seven different levels of energy that people show up with, ranging from the victim energy, which is sort of the lowest charge, the least helpful, to creator energy, which is, I think, kind of more in line with like a CEO approach. And a lot of us want to be CEOs of our lives. Like a lot of us want to be um, a mix of strategic and kind and compassionate in our lives. And a lot of us want to lead the lives that we want. And we use sort of a CEO approach to make that happen. So I would have taken Mari Lou through those seven levels. So the victim level, which is where I think she was actually kind of coming from, because she was giving off like victim energy, almost like, I don't want to say thirsty energy, but desperate energy is like, this keeps happening to me. I'm never going to win. I have no control. Like, you know, sort of not whiny, but just very much, I don't have any ownership over this. I like my well-being, my happiness depends on you, Chriselle, to make it happen. The next level up is fighter energy. And that's what Chriselle had. Chriselle was basically like, I don't have fucking time for this. This is like, I am not even going to, to deal with this. There was no real collaboration on her part. She was basically saying like, we're good, but you're not going to get anything more from me. Like you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, she was a little bit more I would say a tiny bit more aggressive on that front. Like certainly that was the vibe I got from the conversation. So I would have put her more in the fighter energy range. The next one is the rationalizer energy. So that's level three. And as we get higher up the levels, people tend to report more success. So level three is like, listen, you're going to see it my way. I want to win, but I'm also going to persuade you to see it my way. And I think actually come to think of it, Chriselle is probably a mix of like level two and level three there. And that certainly can be helpful. It's certainly better than the victim or the fighter energy, but you're still not really resolving things. You're basically just saying, look, it's fine. I'm going to park the problem here. I'm not going to engage with it. It's not worth my time, which is essentially where Chriselle was. The next level up is caregiver type energy. So if Mari Lu was approaching it from a caregiver energy perspective, she might've been like, hey, is there something I've done to result, you know, create this situation? Is there anything I can do differently to make this situation better. The caregiver energy is a lot about like, how can I help you? And, you know, what do you need from me? And it's slightly people pleasing in a way. And so it can be a little bit risky on that front, but that can be a really good way to open the door when you're talking to somebody about this like mean girl shit 
that's been going on. Sometimes even just saying, Hey, like I was everything. Okay. Like I'm picking up on something and let me know if there's something I can do differently can be really helpful. The next level up is the opportunist level. And that's where you, as the name suggests, you basically look at everything as if it's an opportunity to learn. So one of the things that I would have worked through with Mari Lu is I would have said, okay, what, what are the opportunities here for you to learn and grow and improve, right? Given the name of the podcast out of this situation. Like, what might this situation be trying to teach you here? And even if you don't get the outcome that you were hoping for, like, even if you and Chriselle don't end up being a little bit more friendly, how else might you benefit from this conversation? Like, what else can we consider a win from this conversation? Sometimes getting data is very, very important. And I've got to be honest with you. Um, I got some data about Jason in that conversation. Like Jason, like the data that I would have received from that, and obviously we don't know the whole story. It's heavily edited, blah, blah, blah. But the data I would have gotten was that I did not feel supported by the person who was supposed to be supporting me in that scenario. And that data uh, can be quite loaded, but it's very important to pay attention to. And there have been times, certainly in my life, where I have not paid attention to that type of data and I wish that I had had. So even coming away from that conversation with more data than you had before can be really useful and can just help you sort of put things into perspective and help you move forward. The next levels, it's level six and level seven, are really sort of highly charged levels. Like for those people who like to manifest or for those people who are really into vibes, like this is your highest frequency vibe. So level six is very much about like, What's good for you is good for me. And so, um, you know, level six perspective would be like, you know, this is we all win just because we're playing the game. It would be like, hey, listen, you know, you're suffering, Mari Lou. And if I was suffering, like, I, I want you to not suffer because what's good for you is what's good for me. So it's sort of where compassion lives. It's where synergy lives. It's um, where symbiosis also lives. It's very, it can be very helpful. And I think the more I work with this model, the more I understand the merit in that type of perspective. And then the final level, the creator level, is one of emotional detachment. Now, I know that that sounds a little bit like not so great, but the emotional detachment is just simply not allowing your emotions to carry you away, reminding yourself that things can be good or bad, like nothing is good or bad until we give it a label, right? I'm paraphrasing Shakespeare on that. Um, and it's just sort of being a little bit more of an observer. The other thing about when people are at level seven is they can tap into the lower energy levels as they see fit. So sometimes you do need to have a little fighter energy. Sometimes you need to be the victim to, you need to heal. You need to allow other people to look after you. That's okay. But the trick is to, to dip into those energy levels deliberately. And the energy level that you show up with will also impact the way people respond to you. And that has been illustrated by this Chriselle and Marie Lou situation. Obviously, Chriselle was showing up with an energy that Marie Lou was picking up on. And Marie Lou didn't like it. And even though Chriselle was like, you know, I've always been really warm to you and I've greeted you, the issue wasn't about the greeting. The issue was about the relationship. And Chriselle didn't seem to want to address that on camera. Again, it was edited. We don't know. But again, my whole point is that the energy we bring to a situation even if we don't say anything, even if we don't think we're acting it out, can still be there and can still be really pal uh, palpable to the people who are sensitive to it. So that's my take. There was a lot to unpack in that. Um, I think it's really interesting. Let me know what you guys think. And by the way, one of the central things 
I know I've given you some like little snippets of what I would have walked Mary Lou through, Mary Lou through, but essentially what I'm, what I would be working through with her would be what would be her approach to this. Like some people, a lot of my clients like the CEO approach. They're like, I want to approach this like the CEO I eventually want to be. And so in order for us to work through that and to figure out what that is, we will actually use my conflict playbook which is free, by the way. And I will put a link to you for that or link to that for you in the show notes. Because I find sometimes when I'm prepping for those conversations, even going through the steps in those playbooks, even though it's playbook, even though it's my playbook, going through the steps can be very helpful for me. It can also be helpful for me after a conversation. So if things haven't gone the way I would have liked them to go, I will sometimes go back through the conflict playbook and sort of look back on the situation and analyze it, like assess it and get my takeaways from that. Because those takeaways, even though the situation itself has already passed, those takeaways will serve you again in the future. So there's always, I think, a a place for doing that type of work. So if that's something you want to dig into a little bit more, the book itself has the power to be life-changing. It really does. You can get the link to that in my show notes. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you spending the time with me. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you follow the podcast, and I will talk to you later.